Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh Chavda, presented by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. I would like for you to turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. This used to be uh, when Brother Derek and I used to travel quite a bit all over the world, uh, teaching on spiritual warfare and the armor of God was one of the Derek Pence, who was my spiritual dad, was one of his favorite. So, but I, I would like for us as we are preparing ourselves to go into battle against powers and principalities. Here is where the scripture is. So, if you will turn to uh, Ephesians. Chapter 6, um, and uh, we'll start with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, this is the apostle speaking to us. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong. Say, be strong. Turn to your neighbor. Say, be strong, neighbor. So, and it's not just saying, well, think strong thought. This is the strength here. It says the supernatural strength of the Lord is available to us. And as individuals, as fathers and mothers, as parents, and as citizens of this nation, we're going to be strong in the Lord. It may be good for us to be educated and know and be strong in education, be strong in information, all this. Above all, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So there is the Holy Spirit, we find in Acts chapter 2, he comes with a mighty wave and fills them. Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So we are talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, not our brain power or uh, secular information, but the strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So if you think this is ancient, man, as we are finding out, even this year, what they're doing, to parents, what they're trying to teach our children. Just a little example. And how, well, how much the taxation is coming upon us, of inflation even, that a lot of normal families, average families, are, it is quite a challenge for them to afford to buy food, afford to buy gasoline. And some of it is, it's like self-made suicide. It's we have denied ourselves gas and uh, petroleum is right under our feet. And yet there are weird philosophies teaching us, oh, you better not use gasoline. You better not use petroleum. You better use wind energy and use uh, sunlight. And you find, and the Germans are finding out very quickly, <laughs> and the Europeans, as the winter is about to come on them, they're saying, oopsie, and they don't want to buy Russian oil 
So what are they going to do? They finally realize uh, we had nuclear reactors. We deactivated them. We may need to activate these and do other things that will help them have energy and warmth in the wintertime that they won't, don't want to freeze. Now they're coming to some of the, at least some of the na European nations are coming to their senses. And we want our legislators to come to their senses and not discourage the use of uh, coal and petroleum. And we used to be the net exporter of petroleum. And now we are begging terror nations almost, uh, communist nations, Venezuela, Iran, others to please give us petroleum. And I want to, you know, sometimes you want to go and hit your head against the brick walls and say, what is happening that we are almost turned into beggars that the gasoline, which used to be so, such a bargain, is now so expensive for a lot of normal families that they can't do. Some can't even go to work. Uh, so there are powers of darkness that are corrupting the minds of good people. But put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Say the wiles of the devil. Say this is the word of God. So that's, it's instructing us that the, the supernatural attacks on us corporately and then individually. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. These are this apostolic instruction for us. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. So see, there is opposition. So sometimes, I'll tell you, I, we have prayed for so many people in the past and continue to that we can all be vulnerable to spiritual attacks that we can think really off. Uh, and the, a lot of the regular uh, news that we hear on TV or read in the newspaper, some of the influences, the New York Times and uh, others, I mean, it's embarrassing to talk about some of these news people, what they were doing as they were caught on video, and uh, it's embarrassing that, and some of the thinking is so communist and Marxist-oriented uh, that we can, against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, these are demonic powers, therefore, uh, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places in the out there. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. So the Bible says, don't back down. There is spiritual warfare going on. Be smart. And uh, um, there was a, I remember seeing certain uh, movies that were quite good in telling us uh, what are the movies I like. I remember watching some years ago, but it's still the, some of the scenes are really powerful. 
uh, Gladiator was one of my favorites, and he talked. There are some people who have been conscripted and are slaves, and have to be. They find themselves in the being gladiators, being used as spectators, and uh, Maximus, who used to be a general, is put in the gladiator ring. And uh, do you have that video? Can you show that video? It's a brief one. I wish I could, but I don't want to take the time to the larger portion of it. But show that. Anyone here been in the army? Yes. I'll serve with you up in Nevada. You can help me. Whatever comes out of these gates, we've got a better chance of survival if we work together. You understand? If we stay together, we survive. clap. So this is, and Paul, about this time of frame where this is taking place in real history is where this is, he's writing in this context. And it says, verse 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in the chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Take up, so taking all the shield of faith with which you are able to quench the fiery doubts of the wicked ones. So there is, stand therefore in the power and receive, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. And it pictures the armor of the Roman soldier at that time. And these gladiators, basically, it says, we're going to stand together. And if we're alone, they're going to get us. If we stand together, we have a better chance of surviving. So the, I want to tell you that these last two years plus 
since this COVID began, it was almost like a supernatural plan of the enemy to destroy the life of the believer, to destroy churches. And so it has devastated many uh, people in Canada and some other nations that have, we had to keep a distance. And now the, our <laughs> health, if you remember, this next week, the health service people, uh, the National Health Service, the, the, what they used to tell us, you've got to keep six feet from each other at least. Even if, if you are at home, wear a mask and all that. And now they're making little children wear a mask. And parents are finding out that children don't do well with masks. And psychologically also, not just physically, there are a lot of little children, they don't want to look around and see masked people and don't see the faces they are brought up. Being able to relate, or needing to relate to people without masks. So here it says, and you are able to take up the whole armor, stand girded with truth, shod with the preparation, the gospel of peace of all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. And you will find uh, the first parts of the movie Gladiator, they are standing as an arm, army, he's leading the army, uh, the Roman Empire against the barbarians. And when the barbarians attacked, a lot of them were, would have flaming arrows and it would hit the army. And the soldiers often would be hit with the fiery arrows. And so the, they had to take up the shield of, and the apostle tells them, in the net, as in the natural, so in the spiritual, we have a God has given us a shield. Put up the shield of faith and hold it up against the fiery darts of the enemy. So you could literally, when you held up a shield, you could feel the dart, the arrow coming from the enemy forces in several, in massive numbers of arrows. And often, some we don't often realize this, that the shields were approximately four feet high and three and a half foot wide to be able to shield the whole body. They could have put their face under, under the shield uh, beneath the level of the, the arrows coming. And the fiery darts, they would be burning with fire. And so they would soak the shield in water. So this, this was not just Normally it was quite heavy, but with being soaked in water, it was quite a heavy thing that they had to lift up to shield against the fiery arrows that would come to extinguish those arrows that are on fire. And, uh, and having done all to stand, it says, so you find the shield mentioned uh, we'll go to Genesis uh, let me go to Genesis 15 if you will turn to Genesis 15 and here verse 1 it says and it's talking about Father Abraham the 
original man of faith. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid. So it is quite, it is an important statement to make at this time for us as we talk about some of these things happening and the persecution against believers, against our values, against the church. And in Canada, pastors have been, some of the pastors have been arrested in, even in this country. If they came against any kind of COVID, COVID rules, there was a pastor in Florida. I know him personally, but he met despite what the rules were supposedly from the government and say, you can't meet, you, can't, you have to go to keep these kinds of distances, etc. And they put him, uh, they arrested and were going to fine him severely. In fact, it was just recently that the court's opinion was they could not, they did not have to pay the fine. But here, the word of the Lord comes to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. And later on, the Lord changes his name to Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So the Lord is saying, say after me, I am your shield. So as we face these things, know God is saying to you, do not be afraid. Tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. All right, that's the word of the Lord. All the promises of Abraham are ours by faith in Jesus Christ, okay? Jesus, through Jesus Christ, we are inheritors of the promises to Abraham. And Abraham promises him what I am. There are many times the Bible tells us of what God has promised us. I am the Lord that healeth thee. So God is our healer. Say, God is my healer. And that's, he says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your healer. He also says, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. Another time he says, I am Jehovah Sabaoth, captain of the armies of the living God. I'm going to lead you. So I am, I am, I am, I'm the Lord, your shepherd. Here, he says, literally, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Say, he is my shield. So remember these in the coming months. And as we go towards the elections, we're going to hold up the shield of faith and douse the fiery darts of the enemy. And the thing in Glader that you find that the general tells them Maximus, the character. He says, lock shields. So that's, that's really helpful for us here that you're not standing alone. And to those who have become, just because of all this junk going around, they have said, you've got to isolate yourself. and You've got to avoid people, etc. We are praying against pestilence and we are holding up our shield and here part of the strategy we see as 
the general tells, he's a Roman general of the army, he says, we lock shields. So there was a way in which you would hold up the shield, and if you had fellow soldiers with you, you would lock shields together so that the enemy attack, you could be shielded against the attack of the enemy. And there was a way by which you could lock the shield with your neighbor so that the power of the enemy cannot overwhelm you. So it, it is better for us to be together. And to, in the little video, it says there are more chances we will survive if we lock shields. Don't be found just standing alone. Your shield is okay, but it is much more powerful if you lock shields with other believers together. So that, and the Lord is saying, Abraham, I'm your shield and your exceedingly great reward. And the promises is to you. Say, it's my promise. God is my shield. And you find previously in Genesis 12, God tells Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And out of you, Genesis 12 says, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Just think that it is important for you to stand in faith and not get isolated. And as we hold up our shields, that out of us, the families of the earth are going to be blessed. So I'm not going to allow us to get isolated, get lonely, be anxious, and not allow. Why was it that the Lord told Abram, do not be afraid? Because there was a reason. And was Abram afraid? It looks like from time to time, fear would try to come overwhelm him. And Therefore, the apostle, even in the New Testament, tells us, God has not given you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power and love and a sound mind. Say sound mind. <laughs> and it'll be good news. You can tell, uh, the wives can tell the husband, you are of sound mind. And it'll require faith. I'm, I'm kidding. And Genesis 22, the Lord tells, promises again to Abraham, in multiplying, I'll multiply you. And this is something that God is, we are going to believe that God is multiplying us. And multiplying, it will multiply us more. And remind each other, God you are our shield, and uh, I am the Lord, who is your shield. Later on, he tells that the blessings come not just to Abraham, but Isaac, and to Jacob, and to his descendants. So the blessings are for you and for your children and your children's children. And they may be far away sometimes for education. They may go to a degree at another university, a little bit farther from you. But you can cover them in prayer. And the blessings of Abraham are your 
children, and I, and I have a grandbaby now, literally. Katie, it's good to see you, buddy. Uh, Katie has uh, overcome some attacks against her. It's such, such a delight uh, to have her back. <clears throat> and uh, you find, <laughs> amen, you find that there is a strange incident in uh, Genesis 14. And it says, And it came to pass in the days of um, Raphael, king of Shinar, Ariok, king of Eleazar, all kinds of here. There are four kings coming against five kings. As they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and Birsha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Aina, uh, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. <laughs> you don't ever memorize these. All these joined together in the valley of Sidim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Shadorlama, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. And there was, the, there was oppression, and some of the people rebelled. In the 14th year, this and the kings that were with him came and attacked Raphaim and so on and so forth. And uh, then they turned back and came to En Mishpat and attacked all the country of the Amalekites and also Amorites. And why is this relevant here? And the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma the king of Zoboim and the king of Bela went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Sidim against these other kings. Four kings against five. And uh, then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provision went their way. They also took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. Now this is where it applies to the subject we are talking about because of the promise, God's promise to Abram. I'm your shield. But he finds as the, the five kings battle the four kings that in the battle his nephew Lot is captured. And before then the flocks of Lot have multiplied, have been blessed like Abraham's. And so they have to, they're so big that the, they've decided to go to separate territories. Abraham tells them, if you go to left, I'll go to right. Or you can go to right and I'll go left. Which you choose and we'll, so that we can be separate. Then one who had, verse 13, then one, Genesis 14, then one who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, the Emirate, brother of Eshcol, so on and so forth. Now when Adam heard, uh, Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, or his nephew really, he armed his 318, say 318. So that, that's the number of trained soldiers that Abram had. And in went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them, pursued them as far as Haba, north of Damascus. So he brought them all, he brought back all the goods 
and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. So Abram and the forces he had, 318, were able to defeat the ones who had captured Lot and got all their goods. Then there's a, a figure appears that's later appears in the book of Hebrews. I mean, this, this, so this is not something we can ignore. Here it says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the God of, of the priest of God Most High, and he blessed him, blessed Abram, and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. So realize that as we have faith, and the faith like Abram's, that God says, I'm your shield. I'm your exceedingly great reward. So God is my shield. Say, God is my shield. Say, God is our shield. So that is important for us to remember at this, as we see and pray for strength for the coming battle that Christians have in this nation and other nations, that there are powers of darkness the wilds and satanic forces in the heavenly places. You'll find that also, as we look, we might look uh, some other time as we go towards the past, is uh, Daniel, and in the book of Daniel, how Daniel fasts. And there is a branch, a special kind of fast that we call the Daniel fast. He ate no pleasant food. He ate basically vegetables and beans and all that, but did not eat meat. But there is a kind of fast that God honors. So there are practical ways that you say, I, I just, gosh, I can survive three days, but that's, that's as much as I can fast. But remember that as you cover in prayer your children or your grandchildren, and as we cover in prayer our nation for the coming days and especially the key elections. There are all kinds of shenanigans and powers of darkness. There is major finances being given by people who come from really a demonic communist source that are financing a lot of the prosecution that's being run in different parts of the nation that will not hold criminals responsible and let them go even though the law says they could keep them in prison, but they are being out there and then they are really creating a lot of violence in different areas of this nation. And we are going to pray. And here, the Lord says, the, and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Say, God is delivering our enemies into our hand. So this is the word of God, and we are claiming part of that word. And now, and he gave him, here is another thing. We give tithes to God. And Melchizedek is a representative and a shadow, a prefiguring of Christ himself. And it says, and Abraham gave him a tithe of all. So you tithe to the living God. 
And in his church, we honor God and we tithe and give offerings. Here, Melchizedek is a type that receives the tithe of Abram. Now, the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But take note of what Abram says to the king of Sodom. I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a, from a thread to a sandal strap, that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich, except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me, Anar, Ashkol, and Amra. Let them take their portion. So you find here that Abram is telling the king of Sodom, Sodom wants the king of Sodom in this time frame is trying to be generous to Abram and says, take this, I mean, you won, your men have won this battle and all these goods are, you can take whatever you want. And Abram says, no way am I going to touch this stuff because I don't want anyone to say that these natural sources, this king, are my source of my wealth. I have sworn to the living God, God, you are my source. You are taking care of me. And I want everybody else to know the Lord is taking care of us. And he is our pro provider. One of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh. Say Jehovah Jireh. The Lord my provider. So in this hour of they're talking about inflation and all the stuff that's going around with that is we are going to get from Abraham, our example, all the promises of God. All God's promises that came to Abraham are ours through Jesus Christ. And this is a good example to us that even though you may have bank accounts and savings, God bless those and May the Lord increase you more and more. But remember, and we want to say to the Lord before his presence, Lord, for you, for you, for you, for all of you, God is your source. And he's going to make you wealthy. And he is going to provide for you. And he is blessing you. Say, the Lord is blessing me. He's rewarding me. He's my shield. And by the way, what he told Abraham as the generations go, Isaac, Jacob, all the Israelites, God takes care of them. He is, he follows them. His presence, Shekinah glory, the cloud by day. I mean, the, the cloud by day and the, the light, the glory of the Lord. In the evening, the Shekinah glory shining over them. The Lord says, I am your shield. I'm your provider. I'm your strength. And he is the one who makes Abram wealthy. And he is our sole source in this hour. And later on, if you'll find in scriptures, again, 
in the time of Joshua. He tells Joshua as he stands, I am the Lord, the captain of the armies of God. He appears before the Lord, I mean the, the, before Joshua, and says, I am your shield. So it, the generations can may come down, but God says, I'm your protector. And I'll tell you, I used to, in the earlier days of when I first went to Israel, the, the seven-day war was quite fresh. And uh, I met some of these people who were in the uh, Six-Day War and in the Yom Kippur War. And they would tell you the testimonies of some of the Israeli generals and captains who said that the angel of the Lord would appear to them literally and defeat the powers, I mean, all the armies of Egypt and Syria and Lebanon, all of those were arrayed against them. And God took care of the Israelites and says, I'm going to be your shield. So God's word is coming at us and for us to bless us and to give us strength for the coming days. May God anoint each of you. And may the believing army of God have victory in the coming days. Uh, his faithfulness is from generation to generation. And he is. And for your children and your grandchildren, wherever they are, God is saying, I'm your protector. I will shield you. And the battle, whatever the battles we are having right now, uh, you find Psalm 119. The prayer is, you are my hiding place and my shield. Uphold me that I may be safe. And the Lord keeps his word and his perfect love towards us, casts out. It says perfect love casts out all fear. Uh, and if, therefore, I want to say to you, these days that are coming, there are going to be satanic wiles. And, and it has been quite a revelation for many of the parents to find out, wow, this junk they have been teaching our children. They have been trying to make my girl into a boy. And they're trying, trying to make my boy to thinking he's a girl. And what is this? These are some of the wilds of the enemy. These are some of the fiery darts he's throwing against us, our children, our children's children. I was happy to hear that I prayed for him, sent prayer for Josiah Lane, who is in Colorado. And he was uh, Kathy and David Lane's child. He grew up here. And now he was having a baby. And I mean, his wife was having a baby and about a couple of weeks ago. And they sent me the picture and everything turned out. But she was in labor for a while. And I was they, I got the information. She was in labor and I was praying and sent a prayer to them. But when the baby came out, it was, I mean, a good looking baby. And it's a delight. But remember that it's, we are not alone. 
our children and our children's children. We need to be full of faith and claim God as our shield and not allow fear to isolate us, to make us feel alone. I'll tell you, in Psalm 18, verse 2, God says, He's our shield and the horn of our salvation. So we want to take time in the coming days, in the, in, in, daily in your devotional, tell him, Lord, you are my shield. You are my protector. And you protect my son. You protect my daughter. I'll tell you, last week, when my daughter went to the hospital, I was praying. I said, I better, boy, have I covered this ground? Have I? And my daughter is there having a baby. These are real challenges. And I started praising God for being the shield and the buckler. I want to tell you, Big Pharma is not our source. Big Pharma is not my shield. Big government is not my shield. And Psalm 91 says his truth shall be your shield. We may look at Psalm 91 some other time independently, but it is such a great psalm. tells us that the Lord is our protection and he is going to protect us from all pestilence. So whatever this COVID thing is, still it's junk going around. We are sending the blessing of the Lord and angelic power even tonight from this church to cover you, to cover our fathers and mothers, cover our sons and daughters, wherever they are, and no weapon formed against them can prosper. And the perfect God is perfect love. And it says, the word of God says, perfect love casts out all fear. Say, perfect love casts out all fear. And I, God does not say, God does not give me a spirit of fear. He's giving me a spirit of power, of love, and sound mind. Tell your neighbor, he's giving you power, love, and a sound mind. Tell your other neighbor, God is your shield. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Pause for a moment. Hallelujah. Stand up. Stand up for a moment. Thank you. Let's just tell the Lord. Raise your hand. Say, God does not give me a spirit of fear. He is giving me power, love, and a sound mind. Turn to your neighbor and say, He's giving you power, love, and a sound mind. Turn to someone else. See, He's your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And now just turn to Him and praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You are our cover, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message. 
To order more great resources by Mahesh Javda, visit us at javdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.